listeners, it's another Thursday and I'm so glad to be with you on another episode of What Do You Think on GSAT FM. I am Okwesson Yolu. Dear Lord, we thank you for tonight. We ask that you speak to us and bless our individual hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. Tonight... We'll take a discourse on safety as we continue our study from Genesis chapter 7 verse 23 and we'll read all the way to Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. Now, Genesis chapter 7 verse 23 says, Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out people and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth only Noah was left and those with him in the ark only Noah was left and those with him in the ark there is safety in no other person except in God you can find safety elsewhere except in God. And if the Lord does not watch a city, those that do so, do it in vain. The Lord commanded Noah to build an ark. The Lord told him to put animals in the ark. The Lord told him to get food stuff. The Lord told Noah to enter into the ark. And eventually the Lord shot him in. Everything and everyone perished except Noah and all that were with him in the ark. Dear listeners, there are still acts today. There is a place God has designed for you to be safe. There is a particular location where God wants you to live. There is a job where your safety and security is guaranteed. Mind you, it's not because of the security personnel of that place, but because the Lord has commanded you to go there and He is willing to shut you in, to make you safe and secure, away from impending dangers. Hmm. So, just stay calm and enjoy it while it lasts because you don't know what is happening out there <laughs> some of you are teenagers there are youths out there and it seems you shut in under the watchful eyes of your parents if only you could catch a glimpse of what is out there and what God is trying to protect you from then you will be much more appreciative if only you understand that being shut in means that you are favored and you are being preserved for a glorious future dear listeners do you want to be spared from terrors pestilence sickness Whatever it is that may be eating you up, emotional trauma, name it, it's time for you to get into the ark. 
Get into the Lord's presence. Get into Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. However, only the righteous can go in for refuge. But guess what? Your self-righteousness can't do the job. It's only the righteousness obtained through the blood of Jesus Christ that does the trick. So, I challenge you today to give it a trial. Let's read Genesis chapter 7 verse 24. The waters flooded the earth for a hundred and fifty days. Whoops! Initially, when Noah and his family went into the ark seven days prior to the beginning of the flood, others would have considered them fools. What was the hurry? Why won't Noah and his family wait to see what is chasing them before they start running? Lo and behold, the flood came and it lasted for a hundred and fifty days, five solid months. The rains came for about 40 days, but the effect was there for about five good months. I'm not sure that even Noah thought the event would last for such a stretch of time. Genesis chapter 8 verse 1 says, but God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were within in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth and the waters receded. Like I said earlier, that even Noah may not have had the premonition that the, Lord, that the flood would last for such a period of time. Generally, it was possible for doubt to start setting in. Boredom might have crept in. I mean, let me ask, how many of us wish for a total lockdown again? Mm-mm, none, I guess. But initially, it looked like a well-deserved break for everyone, from the hustles and bustles of life. More time with family, more time for the word of God, we could listen to our favorite preachers online and watch our favorite shows. But as days rolled into weeks and weeks into months, boredom set in. Agitations here and there. Family members began to step on each other's toes. Being stuck with the same set of people. Not being able to socialize. We began to doze off when listening to online preachers because something about corporate worship was missing. Noah must have missed watching the sun rise and set. He must have missed cool breeze under the shades of big trees. Just seeing people move up and down in front of his house. It wasn't easy. But you know what? Being shot in was all worth it. It was for his safety. Dear listeners, you may not be within the physical confines of a literal ark, but you are in a place, and it looks like, oh, oh my God, when will this be over? Well, I want you to look on the bright side. 
it is for your safety. But just at the nick of time, before Noah could start getting worried and wondering if this would never end, the Lord remembered him. Dear listeners, I want to reassure you that the flood, whatever it may be, that sickness, that depth, that problem, is not here to stay. You know why? The time of remembrance is here. Genesis chapter 8 verse 3 to 5 says, The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, the water had gone down. And on the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the 10th month. And on the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains became visible. Mind you, the floods began on the 17th day of the second month. Yeah, the Bible says the waters continued to recede until the 10th month. And on the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains became visible. Last week, I told you that patience is key in walking with God. Now, just as the waters then flood the earth in one instant, so also it did not recede instantly. It was gradual. Look at where you are today. How did you get here? The consequences of your past choices may not be reversible in a day, but gradually, steadily, as you do the needful, you might just be able to overcome again. I believe miracles exist, but I also believe in processes. Some situations require instant miracles for a total turnaround. Some situations require the right processes. And for those situations that require the right processes, it takes obedience to follow the right processes. The paralyzed man, the man sick of palsy, was brought by his friends to Jesus. He first had to be brought. Then Jesus declared his sins forgiven and was asked to take up his mat and walk process. Have you ever imagined what would have happened to the man if he had refused to pick up his mat and walk or if he was still waiting for his friends to help him pick it? Let me leave you to your imagination. Verse 14, we move. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Now, the flood started in the second month when Noah was 600 years old. Now, the earth was completely dry by the second month of his 601st year. That's about a year and 10 days after the flood began. 
the water was now completely dried up. I was telling you earlier about how some problems are resolved gradually because they did not start in a day. Another dimension to view this is the consequences of our actions. Let's imagine the flood to be a particular lifestyle or habit. And then you stop. The effects of such habits, especially negative habits, linger on long after you quit. For instance, if you've been a smoker for quite a while, fine, you decide to stop smoking. But then the effects will linger on. The colored teeth, the dark lips, they stay on, they don't go the very day you stop smoking. Remember, the rain fell for about 40 days. The floods receded in about five months, but it took seven extra months for the ground to be completely dry. It is better to prevent a damage than to plan a damage control. A stitching time saves nine. A prompt obedience can save you a lifetime of regrets and struggles. Verse 15, then God said to Noah, that's what verse 15 says, that's like the shortest verse in that chapter, it says, then God said to Noah. Before this time, Noah had been experimenting about the water level, trying to check where's the water level, how far has it gone down, and what was happening outside the ark was using the birds as a specimen it was only getting prepared well i don't know if that was an act of faith or doubt i leave you to guess you know it was god that told him to go in and it was even god that shut the door so i guess he should naturally stay calm about when to exit the ark but man's instinct, our instinct is used to getting in the way. We are used to getting agitated about things over which we have no control. Well, at last, God spoke. God said to Noah, God spoke since last year. Remember, all these things happened during the 600th year of Noah. God told him, build an ark, do this, do that, and then the floods began. And since that time, we have no record of God saying anything to Noah until the 604th year in the second month when the earth was completely dry. Dear listeners, in that situation where you are and you're expecting God to say something and he hasn't, I think it simply means you should stay put if he has given you an instruction and you have followed to a point and you are sure you are in his will and you are waiting for the next line of action and he hasn't said anything to you, don't force the door open. Stay put. Verse 16. Remember God said to Noah in verse 15. So what did God say to Noah? In verse 16, God told Noah, come out of the ark you and your wife 
and your sons and their wives. That was it. A simple instruction. You might be wondering, after all, I've done my feasibility studies. Why then do I still need to hear from God? Remember, Noah had been sending birds out to check the level of water. But he still stayed in the ark until God told him to come out. See, it's not about the size of the instruction. It was all God said. After a whole year, it was come out of the ark. That was it. So it's not about the size of the instruction. It's about the safety guaranteed in the willingness of the instructed to obey the instructor. And in verse 18, it says, So Noah came out together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives. It came out. I mean, every act of Noah's obedience was noted in the scriptures. Dear listeners, instructions from God are meant to be obeyed and not to be archived. You know, people pride themselves in, ah, God speaks to me. God told me this. God said that. But we hear less about if and when they actually obeyed those instructions find it good god told me this ah, i remember god said that but can you boldly and proudly tell us ah i remember god said this and i actually did that thing we keep searching for books and messages on how to hear from god but are we sure we're really ready to obey what god will say to us when he finally speaks may god help us not just to be hearers, but to be doers also. Obedience to God and what is what tells us is crucial. Obedience shows God we consider Him holy and worthy of honor. Obedience shows us that our faith is real. How then can we honor God daily? Well, when God says something to you in his word, take it personally. It's not just enough for you to read a passage in the Bible about a particular circumstance, about honoring your God, about taming your tongue, and you don't do anything about it. Your actions, your obedience reflect the state of your heart towards God. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 20 22, after Noah came out of the ark, guess what he did? Noah built an altar to the Lord. He took some of all the clean animals and clean birds and sacrificed burnt offerings. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I cross the ground because of humans. Even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood, never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, 
cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Wow. Noah was obedient. His obedience brought him safety. And he was able to worship God. At the end, he eventually obtained a promise or covenant from God that still works in our generation. Dear listeners, God wants you alive. Don't be reckless in your living. Don't predispose yourself to untimely death through disobedience. It pays to obey. We've seen safety as a benefit of obedience. There are other instances in scripture about what we can gain from obedience. One major one is in the book of First Kings chapter 17 when God instructed Elijah to leave his location and go elsewhere to a brook where God had prepared ravens to feed him. When the brook was dry, the Lord said to Elijah again, Leave here now and go to Zarephath. There you'll find a widow. Elijah moved once more in obedience and he was fed throughout the famine. Noah was obedient and he was preserved alive to be able to eventually worship God with his sacrifices. Modern burnt offering, God desires us to present our bodies, our lives, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to Him. This is our deepest form of worship, and it requires obedience. God accepted the sacrifice of Noah. Imagine if Noah had not obeyed all God said and he tried to sacrifice to God to change his mind. Would his sacrifice have been accepted? No way. First Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 says, But Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to eat is better than the fat of rams. God desires our worship as a living sacrifice through our obedience. And I say this is our the best form of worship. In my opinion, our level of obedience is a true indicator of our love for God. What do you think? And that's it for tonight. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for showing us how much you desire us to be obedient. We thank you for making us realize that our safety is dependent on 
obedience. Lord, help us not to disappoint you. When our logic conflicts with your instructions, please help us to be bold enough to choose to go with your word. And in any way, we have been reaping the consequences of past disobedience to your instructions. Lord, have mercy and let there be a restoration in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for tuning into the program. Thank you, my dear producer, Emmanuel. Turntables is still available in print. You can also get the e-version from Amazon. And please send your opinions and comments on WhatsApp. Plus 234-908-615-3600. Or on the GSL FM Facebook page using the hashtag what do you think or hashtag safety on GSAT FM? You can also invite others to listen to the program by sharing the links. And until we meet next time, I am Okpai Sanyolu. Stay blessed.